episode 79 of the Barman and Bevel podcast. Uh, it's been a couple weeks. We finally got on the same page and able to record on a ugly Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Not sure how the weather is down in South Atlanta, but it's been just gloomy all day. Yeah, it's a, it's been a hit or miss, hit or miss uh, here. I'm here with my, uh, my partner, my guiding light. <laughs> my, the state of the union. Michael... Traveling up and down 85 North, <laughs> Barman. <laughs> how, how many cities have you been in the last three weeks? Uh, Winston-Salem and Memorial Day weekend. I was in T-Town last weekend, uh, Town, Pennsylvania last weekend. Um, I walked through, I did three-mile walk through Manhattan to visit my sister and then catch LaGuardia out. So is that a double? Yeah. Do I get credit? Do I get credit for two towns? That's New York City. Yeah, and then flew, well, T town, and then and yeah, then definitely Manhattan, and then flew out of LaGuardia and was back at work at uh, about eleven a.m. on Monday, and then um, went to Rock Hill, South Carolina, this weekend. So, well, it's that season, right? Yeah, we're uh, coming to the end of kind of the southeast season. Uh, USA Crits is in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, so that's kind of that borderline of whether it's worth it for. For them to bring me in or not. Hey, move your mic on your headset down for a second. Is this picking up? Oh, it is. <laughs> I thought, usually it turns this off. Sorry. Is this no, better or worse? It, it actually sounds better, so. Okay, do you want me to turn this one off? Well, it doesn't matter. It's picking up what's on your headphones, so. Okay, but the sound itself is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounded like there was a bit of a, you were a little further away, so. Gotcha. Um. Right, well, well, I bet you. I bet you. You know what? I bet you. I went to the headphones and it turned off the Turtle Beach. Probably. Um, let's talk. Well, well, we didn't get to finish out the Giro. Or I'm sorry. The uh, yeah, the Giro. Right. Uh, so let's talk about the results there. Yeah. So uh, Carapaz ended up winning over Nibley. I just missed my plus fourteen hundred bet with Nibley getting second. Um, Rollet kind of came apart. Uh, couldn't hold on, couldn't hold, couldn't keep the time gaps low enough uh, to actually win overall on the final time trial. And Landa, Movistar did a great job with Landa being in fifth place. They could use him as a deterrent going up the road and making Nibley and Rolick work. And so it was it was a great win for Carpaz and Movistar. Um, it's uh, uh, very impressive. And you kind of predicted that maybe Rolick might fall apart there and Week yeah, two or three. I, I thought, think that was the last conversation we had. Yeah, well, like a true time trialist, uh, I my feeling is that we're seeing a lot more clean racing than we have in the past with the amount of off days that riders are having. Nibley had an off day with three days to go, I believe. Uh, also lost a, lost about seven seconds to Carapaz um, on a on a climbing stage. So as as for me, as cycling gets. Uh, closer to being more natural it reminds me of growing up in the 80s in the 80s before the um really before the the drug culture kind of took the epo blood boosting drug culture took over and you're going to have a, a bad day or two in in the grand tour that's just being human 
All right, so the final stage was a time trial, correct? Yeah, it was a, only a 17 state, uh, uh, 17K time trial. I think it was like 12 minutes or 17 minutes. Oh, wow. It was very short. And it was actually won by American Chad Haga. Yeah, so that's where I was going at, going to next based on your notes. Um, that's re- what team is Chad on? Uh, Chad is on Sunweb. He's usually working for Demoulin in the early lower mountain stages and as much as he can, and then kind of moving on. Um, time trial guy, I'm assuming. Uh, getting there. He's he's rather he's not young. But he came to cycling late. He was actually a Texas A&M electrical engineer graduate. Oh, wow. did collegiate cycling, worked his way up through Raleigh, got on Subwen- Sunweb um, because of his numbers and what a great racer he is. Then he was part of the Dagenkolb team time trial crash. And if you, if you see pictures of him, he has a lot of facial... Um, scarring. Uh, yeah, scarring from that that hopefully goes away over time. Um, that's just... It, it's, it's pretty brutal. Um, so it uh, looks like he's getting ready for the U.S. Uh, time trial championships that'll be at the end of June. Uh, and and uh, Joey Roscoff has won that twice over the last two years. So it should be a really good battle. Roscoff was with um, BMC, right? Now we're, we're he's with CCC. But he, um, his schedule kind of changed before he's gotten to do the Volta or the Giro. But he gets to do the Tour de France this year. Oh, good for him. Um so he might be coming on the form for the time trial, or Chad Haga might have a an advantage this year. But it's it's good to see an American up up there and with the best of the world. Um, you've got a little note here about the director at um, director sportif at Jumbo. Well, those guys got uh, the so the the announcers the announcers and the and the reporters actually found out that when Rolick had an issue with. Um, four stages to go, I believe. They uh, they were on a nature break out of the team car with his spare bike. The the jump the jumbo team didn't have anyone. Rolick took his teammates' bike. The guys got back in the car and were so frantic they drove past the person that gave Rolick their bike. And so uh, the Movistar second car actually had to loan a bike. They swapped the pedals out and gave uh, that rider a loner bike to get back to the finish. So it was just a clown show of airs for Jumbo about about <laughs> about the stage. What's this the story you got with Lopez hitting a spectator? So Miguel Angel Lopez punched back at a spectator, and it didn't even show up in the Commissars report. So all the Commissars after the Giro got. Um, on the race jury were uh, were brought into the UCI headquarters in Agile, Switzerland, and and had to explain how there was no penalty because he actually won the white jersey. Oh wow! Yeah. So it, it it's, it's a really odd one. So he but he did punch a spectator. The spectator got in his way, knocked him off his bike. And when he got back up, you know, in the heat of the moment kind of deal, was yelling and kind of pushed back. You know that... He has every right to do that, though. Well, I think so, too. But, well, just like hot, well, just like basketball now with that team owner from the... from the uh, Golden State. You know, you, you really can't... 
fight back in those situations, especially if you're a partial owner of a team. You know, obviously if it was you and I in a game and someone landed in our lap and we just kind of pushed them off, that would be a lot less egregious than if an owner of the of the Golden State Warriors does something like that. So he got a one year ban, I saw. Yeah. From 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 I guess the from the arena. Attending games. Or no, I think just being courtside. Yeah, maybe it's just being courtside. So he could probably go to the owner's box or whatever those guys do. Um, our but I saw Wayne's picture the other day from the, uh, I guess it was from that race, huh? Yeah, he did the Dirty Kansas 200, made it all the way around. Um, 200 he did miles? It with about, I think he had 20 minutes to spare or maybe 40 minutes to spare um, for an official finish position. So Is that a 200-mile race? 200-mile race in the Flint Hills of, of Kansas. And how how long did he have to do it? 19 hours. Holy. He had to do it in under 20 hours, and he did it in 19 hours and I think 40-something minutes. Way to go, Wayne. That's impressive. Yes. Um, and in the same ways, Colin Strickland, who's kind of a fixie, a fixie kid, kind of like a late 20s, uh, late bloomer, um, never really kind of got into cycling, uh, ended up beating some of the world tour pros like Taylor Finney, Alex Howes, and uh, Lachlan Morton, and uh, Peter Stetna for the win in that race. Oh, wow. It's impressive. Uh, so the Dauphine started today, correct? Yeah, uh, Bozenhagen actually ended up winning the stage from uh, Gilbert and uh, Van Art. It's an impressive finish with his reduced pack. Um, five day, seven day. I think they go seven days. I think they all they go all the way to next Sunday. Um, this used to be back in the day, back in the Armstrong days, the race that kind of set up Lance for, well, <laughs> well, the, a, more the, of a training ride. <laughs> set up for him for for the for the Tour de France. Well, that's what the Dauphine is 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 a 7-day stage race and they try to intermix some of the similar features that'll be in that year's Tour de France. It's also put on by ASO. And if you have if you want to get into the Tour um as a smaller team, you really need to make sure that the Dauphine's on your schedule and you do your best to show yourself and represent your team well and do those kind of, do those kind of things. These days most most everybody's already been decided, but if you have future, um, and if you're not going well at the Dauphine, you're really not going to flick a switch and go and win the Tour de France if you're not going well there. Uh, Garrett Thomas is in the Tour of Switzerland, which is the is kind of the if you don't do the Dauphine, usually you do the the Tour of Swiss, which is another seven seven day stage race um, that would usually be kind of similar to the Tour. They kind of plan the routes to be similar. Like a couple flat stages, a couple mountain stages, uh, yes. time trial. The time trial distances are usually pretty similar to what's in the what's in the tour. Um, the climbing stages are usually, um, if they aren't in that tour, they might be in the next year's or the two years from then's tour. Uh, I hear they're the I hear they're trying out a bunch of new climbs to kind of put into the tour, and they're seeing if those will work. So Froome Froome's in the Dauphiné. Has, yes. When is the last time he raced? Maybe April. I was going to say March. Yeah, I think he did a stage race in the beginning of, in the beginning of April. He didn't do any of the classics, did he? No, he didn't do any classics. He's 
him and Richie Port are both going to crash somewhere <laughs> and just be, and they're just going to be first, awful. First and they're going to blame first, everybody but themselves for not racing more. We can't put Richie Port in the same category as Chris Froome. Chris Froome crashed just as stupidly as Richie Port. But Chris Froome finished the race. Yes, but remember that time Froome was running up the hill? Remember the time Froome... <laughs> After he crashed into Richie Port? <laughs> Remember the time? Remember the time that Froome like went off the road and just like just like bailed it. I mean, it's hard to go from not racing and training to racing all the time. You really need. I think these guys need to race more personally. Yeah, you've said that quite a bit over the last year. Yeah, and yeah, like Jim Oshwood says, you know, why do I pay someone a million euros a year to go on a mountain and just go up and down all the time as a team sponsor? You know, I want my guy. I want my guy to race. I want him to be. It, You've got to take that quick step, quick step floors mentality and win as many races as you can, and get the sponsor as much as much uh, press as you can. Right. Well, especially that team will never that team will never have a problem getting sponsors if they win twenty, thirty races a year like they did last year, or or forty or fifty, however many they want. I mean, won a ton of races last year. Well, they they're a very good team. They 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 do a good job being what they do. Um, I just wish, you know, now that now now Enios is talking about hiring Carapaz, which means we're never going to see him go for another another three week stage race again. <laughs> um, where's the Giordana Velodrome? Is that in Rock? That's Rock Hill. Okay. Uh, yeah, G- uh, Giordana and Gita Sports is the title sponsor there, and we had a great weekend of racing. Um. And I officiated a little bit more with my buddy John Patterson. Was nice enough to come up. I saw uh, Crab moved up to this side of town. Uh, he's up in Buford now. Uh, it's not that far away, but yeah, from, from us. Well, no, no, well, from the shop and where where you are, it's pretty pretty close. I guess uh, what he said. Well, I teased him. I said, I said, what is this five move in six years? And he's like, no, not not that much. <laughs> Um, F1, you said Hamilton won again. Today in Canada, um, Vettel got a five-second penalty, which the stewards were... Yes, Hamilton has a little bit of a beef because, I mean, the guy went through the grass, but it's not like... I mean, you're driving at, like, you know, 200 Ks an hour. I mean, it's not like you can... But but Hamilton's team purposely had him lay off because they thought they were going to get the time penalty or they knew they were going to get the time penalty, and they raced... They raised not to be the first car across the finish line, which I am, I am one hundred percent against. Right. You know, and 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 you know what? If you're going to make an announcement like that, I don't know all the rules of F one. I'm kind of new to this, but you know what? You need to. I think you need to bring everybody into the in at the end of the race for a few moments and talk about what your decision is. You know, when I was at the Giordano Velodrome, we had some. We had some scoring things that were going on. And so, you know, I went to the riders and I said, hey, this is what I saw. And this is what this is what I feel is fair. And we had that discussion before announcing it to 90 million people watching the race in who knows what part of the world. And before telling them and then they pass it on to their driver. I just as a judge or a referee, I just think it's better to talk to the people first before you make your decisions. Um. Atlanta United. Oh. What are you well, talking US, about? That's better than U.S. men's team. All right. They went 6-0-2 in that 
eight game and 28 day stretch. That's pretty good. They had uh, it, Guzan, seven clean sheets in his last nine games. I was just thinking about that Red Bulls game still. Yeah, you missed the last two then. <laughs> no, I watched them. I'm still upset about the Red Bulls game. Well, you, you shouldn't be upset about You should be also upset about the Real Salt Lake game. Well, they gave up a goal in the 94th minute to lose to lose that game. But I'm still I'm still upset about that Red Bulls game. Ah. Okay, so um, finishes a stretch of eight games in 28 days, goes six zero and two. Beat Chicago two nothing and beat Minnesota three um, nothing. Joseph Martinez has come on strong, five goals in his last three games. Um, as I said, Guzan, seven clean sheets in nine games, last nine games. Pity Martinez, still awful. Um, Barco got eliminated from the under world under 20 World Cup by Mali. <laughs> Is the U.S. still in? No, it's down to Ukraine, Italy, South Korea, and Ecuador. I saw the U.S. had like three goals in against France, was it? Yeah, I think they beat France maybe three to two. And the those other day. weren't just like those weren't just like odd goals. Those no. were, I mean, if our U.S. men's team like under forty could actually play that way, <laughs> I would actually be able to get through a game without actually cussing and throwing stuff at the screen. For for those of you that listen to this show, <laughs> Barman is making a reference to a conversation <laughs> that we had earlier today. Where I now refer to the U- there is no U.S. men's national team, there's the U.S. <laughs> under forty national team <laughs> because those jokers suck. That was well. Are we on? Let's no, we'll, we'll get we'll get first. we'll get to them in a second. I'm I'm hot about U.S. men's you should, team. You, and you have every right to be. <laughs> um, uh, Pity Martinez still bad. Uh, so Barco's out. They've got a game Tuesday night. In the US really Tuesday U.S. Open Cup, uh, so they're playing. Oh. They're playing the Charleston Battery. I'm not sure what that team is going to look like. The Charleston Battery or our team? No, Atlanta United. I have a feeling it's. We should be playing all the young kids, right? Yeah. So last the last game I remember they played it was at Kennesaw last year. Like Carlton played, Rosario uh, uh, Romario Williams. What played. about the kids from that came up from the? Yeah, that Krabby you, you, complains about. You'll probably see like George Bello in that game. You'll probably see Khan and Goal. Um, you might see Barco back. Have I you made the Khan joke yet? Khan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'll be it'll be interesting. And here's the other weird thing: it's only on ESPN Plus. Is it at Kennesaw or no? It's at Charleston. What? Yep. It gives them a chance to make some money. So I, I think because of. Because of where Atlanta finished last year, they got a couple buys through the first four, four, three or four rounds. Well, like the UEFA, like the like a UEFA kind of thing where the third division plays each other for a while before they get knocked out. Well, I, I would assume it's similar to like the that FA Cup in, yeah. in England. Oh, is that that's yeah. the Premier League version? So there, there's like 120 teams in this cup. Well, there's like when I look when I when I Wikipedia English professional football teams. There's like 425 right. so, professional teams but there's, in England. In this U.S. Cup, there's a, oh, I think there's 100 or 120 teams at this point. Wow. Yeah. So you've got all the USL um, teams, and then you've got, I guess, UPSL clubs as well. So 
Um, Joseph is not going to play because he's going with Venezuela to play against. I don't know who they're playing, but they're pl I think they're playing in Brazil. I'm not sure where. Um, but that would be the um, America's Cup that they're going to. So um, Guzan's clean sheet. Do you think that's defense, or you think that's Guzan? Both. He he made he made one of the best saves I've seen him make. In that, uh, I want to say it was in this. I don't even think I I I hate to limit just to his saves. I mean that's one of the greatest saves I've ever seen. It, was that against Chicago? Yes. <laughs> I mean, like three saves on the goal line. And the and the guys cheering, thinking that he had put it, he scored. That he had put it in, which is just extra, just extra ammunition in that one. And and you know he has all these clean sheets, and they don't call him up to the national team. Well, after today, he is. No, the, but he ain't going. Oh, he's not on the team. They can't. They can't. Over. Oh, they I have to set that roster. They have to set that roster like two weeks ago. Stefan should not start. Oh God, he's been really bad the last two games, huh? That was despicable. What happened today? That's that's inexcusable. Kick the ball out of bounds. You never put it up the middle of the field. Kick it out of bounds. He had zero. Well, are we on that subject yet? No, we're not there yet. <laughs> Nobody else was called up for now. Okay, here's the question. After watching today and watching Wednesday, I saw only the first half Wednesday. I was driving in the car and I had it on in the car. Why hasn't Miles Robinson gotten a shot? I yes. The he's a thousand. He is a thousand percent more intense than those people that are on the field today. And and your boy Stu again calling for Bradley and, and Altador. Dude, dude, we are gonna go. We are we're gonna. Put if I ever see that guy, I'm gonna punch him right in the face. I am going to. I, I will punch better, him. He better hope he's not coming. He has to, he better hope he's not coming out of the of the press box someday to take a leak, and we happen to be in the two hundreds or something on that side, and I see him because I'm gonna I'm gonna grab him, or I'm gonna grab him and be like, look, dude, I'm tired of you. I'm tired of your attitude. Just because you're on the national team doesn't make you a better announcer than someone who wasn't, and you need you need to get this you need to get yourself straight. All oh. right, so. Um, Atlanta United sitting in fourth right now, five play, five points out of first. For a short time Saturday night, they were in first place. Yes, um, they've got two games in hand on both DC and Philly. Yeah, and they, they usually got, have at least one or two. And they've everybody. got and they've got three games on hand uh, on in hand on Montreal. So, you know, we come back and we're playing the way we were in, in a couple weeks. I'm not worried. I, th I think we're we're making that run. The team has really come together in the last month without Barco. And it's, 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 you know, there's, there's really only one weak link in my opinion is pity Martinez. Well, the problem for, for unfortunately for DeBoer and the team is they have so much money invested in pity. They can't not start him. Well, yeah, I mean, because it's, he becomes, it's because he come, becomes worthless to the rest of the world. They're shipping him out after this year. They're sending him back. They're, they're, yeah, they'll sell them. They'll well. They won't like, sell them. They'll just put them on loan. So yeah, contract. He'll go back to Argentina where he right. gets his calls. All right. Um, Tuesday, women's World Cup, USA versus Thailand, three o'clock. They are not scoring five goals, or they're not winning by five goals. <laughs> so I bet on that 
a week ago, week and a half ago. I got it at four and a half. It is now up to five on the line. <laughs> You're lucky to get it at four and a half, bro. It went from plus 101 to minus like 120. Wow. And uh, so you know money's going. People are taking, they're all over that. I know, but th- that right. is bad juju. Okay, so who's worse, Thailand or South Korea? I don't, I don't have any idea. They're small. France beat South Korea four to nothing. No. Brazil beat Jamaica three to nothing. Norway beat Nigeria three to nothing. U.S. is not winning five nil. You're right. They're going to win six or seven nil. <laughs> Lock of the year from Bet with Evo. Bet the house, baby. That's what I did. So you bet a hundred and you get what one twelve? No, you got to bet one. What was what did you just say? Uh, I got it at minus one nineteen. So I got to bet one twenty to win a hundred. Okay. But it's like minus five, minus one hundred seven now. So you'd have to bet ten seventy to win ten. Right. Um. All right. Just some women's World Cup. Uh, Spain beat South Africa on a. There was a shit call in that game. Um, that got Spain a penalty shot. They were tied one one. Girl clearing the ball. Follows through and kicks a girl in her leg. So no control over her foot. And they called right. her a yellow card on her. After video review and gave Spain a penalty shot. It was it was the biggest fixed call I've ever seen. Was there money passed, being passed around? What's there going must, on? There had to have been. Someone uh, had some money So Spain down. beats th- uh, South Africa 3-1. to one. Uh, Germany beats China one nothing. Italy upsets Australia 2-1. to one. Australia was one of the favorites to win the Women's World Cup. Uh, no, they were just trying to make it so it didn't look so easy for the U.S. <laughs> and um, is it U.S. and France? France? It's U.S., France, Germany, and then Australia. Or and I thought some one of the Nordics. Sweden. Sweden, maybe. Sweden's up and, there and too. And I think they every every Fox announcer has been trying to make Australia sound good. Right. <laughs> like like it's almost like a boxing match where <laughs> where they're just trying to pump them up. So more people buy tickets, more people watch the show, more people do the X, Y, Z or whatever. So, um, so I'm, I'm taking the U that's my lock of the year, buddy. You, you want to go the usual on it? I'll, I'll go the usual too. No, I think we already did. I think we did last one. I'll double up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was hoping, I was hoping the, uh, the, um, the Demoulin odds had gotten better, but they haven't. Well, it's because he said he might not, you know, he's not feeling good right now. Yeah, but I, I was hoping, I was going to double down if it went to like a plus a thousand. Right. But it didn't. I don't think he's going to race. I think he is. I think he's just playing. Okay. All right. U.S. under 40 national All team. Right, I'm, I'm, put, I'm putting $10 down. Let me find it. <laughs> All right. So I'll go through the results while Barman's doing his bet. Uh, they lose one nothing Wednesday night to Jamaica. Um, from the little the half that I saw, there was no urgency, there was no attack, and honestly, there's no one scary on that team. Um, you know, it's minus a thousand. What is five minus one fifteen? What'd you get it at? Which game? Which? USA Thailand. I got minus four and a half at minus. Uh, 119. Oh. 
I saw it earlier. When I was looking, it was minus 5, like minus 107. So I got minus 5, minus 115. See if, you can, buy, see if you can buy the half goal. Like where you've got it in your little bet, you should have a little drop down where you can maybe get it at 4.5. Okay. Because if it's 5, it's, then it's just a push. First half is uh, minus 2. That's oh. probably... That's, that's, where, that's where the money's at. It, but it's minus 165. Oh, there you go. <laughs> 1650 to win 10. <laughs> bar, barman, barman wager size. <laughs> um, today, U.S. under 40 team lose 3 nothing to Venezuela, who lost, by the way, to Mexico Wednesday night 3-1. to Not a good sign for the U.S. Again, no they attack. Only sc- Venezuela only scored one goal against Mexico. Yeah, they only had one shot in the first half, and it went in. Wow! It was a uh, it was them. a shot from about thirty five yards out. The goalie was out of position. The right midfielder saw he was out of position. And he floated one over his head. And oh, good for them! It was on the opposite side of the field, so we couldn't even tell that it went in. It looked like it went over the over the goal and hit the top of the net, but it actually went in. So there was like a two second delay. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, it was awesome. Um, Brad Gazan should have made the team. Uh, uh, wrote the, we already asked the Miles Robinson thing. Good news for you, Josie Altador. He's retiring. Is he? Yep, but he's on the team. Well, you always think he's too big. He looks like a football player. What's wrong with that? American football. Why can't we play? Why can't we play physical? You don't need to play foot physical in soccer. It's a Maybe we maybe we need to change soccer. <laughs> We're trying. Atlanta United's trying. All right, bet ten win eight dollars and seventy cents. There you go. Got what did you get? A five or four and a half? I got it at five. I couldn't. I couldn't buy the extra goal. Um, here, here's my problem with the the under forty team. There's no pride. There's no passion. They don't care that they're wearing the the, the shield. Frankly, they don't deserve to make the money that the women's team makes. The, the women's team should be making more than them. Um, there's no way in hell they're going to win the Gold Cup. They may not even make the semis. Um, the only hope for them is their group. Do you know who? Yep. Do you know who they play? I think Trinidad Tobago is in there. It is. Guyana's in there, and Panama's in there. We have a hard time with Panama. Uh, so I have them losing the Panama game. I have them winning the Guyana game. I don't know if they can beat Trinidad and Tobago at this point. At this when point, I saw that, that might field, be a mental block. What, what I saw on that field today was unimpressive, uninspired, and in no way we should withdraw from the Gold Cup and say we are not prepared. <laughs> when I got that text, I was laughing hysterically. Can we just not go and say we're not prepared? We really should. That was awful today. I, I don't even, as a coach, I don't even know what, what to say in the locker room. The only thing I can think of is to do like the is to do like the Hoosiers, where you go in the locker room and you say, "We really need to think about whether we whether we deserve to be on that field today or not." And if not, and and maybe there's some other people in this country, because we're we're talking about a country in shambles that like has almost no power. Their upper echelon of everyone that could could possibly leave that country has left. The which one? 
Oh, Venezuela. <laughs> I thought you were talking about like Guyana or Trinidad already. <laughs> yeah, none of, those, I mean, none of those players play there. Yeah, but still, I mean, if they can, if they can do this, why can't we do this? And it's not even their best sport. You know what? Oh, baseball. They're they're bigger in baseball than than soccer. Yep. Maybe it's our fault. Maybe we're bad fans. Is that what it is? If I was a fan at that game today, I don't know why you don't walk out at halftime. Walk out send, at halftime. Send a message. When this Stephon, is not acceptable. When Stefan passed into the middle of the field and it got stolen, I would walk. I would walk. I would say, "Hey, Mike, I'll see you at the car, or I'll see you at Tin Lizzie's." If that was if that, if that was at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, because I am not watching the rest of that game. No, you, it, it, I deserve a refund. You know what? Alexi Lawless a couple weeks ago asked if if the American fan is smarter than 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 any other fan in the world. They're not. Yeah. They're following this horrible program to that is just going deeper and deeper into the earth. They stink. They stink. And this one, I really don't feel like it's the coach's fault. I think it's he's not. Doing, I think he's doing. I think he's doing a great job. I think he's doing the best with what. Listen, he's this is the first two losses he had, but they haven't played a. Anything other than an international friendly in two years. How about Bruce Arenas coming back with the revolution and going to the sideline and beating the, the uh, Los Angeles Galaxy or whatever? Robert Kraft, why don't you just flush your money down the tube? Because that's what you're doing. <laughs> well, you, you might, go might as well a, just go to a rub and tug. Just go to a rub and tug. Barman and I could coach that team better than he could. We'll call Krabby up. He can get those guys whipped into shape. <laughs> My God. What does the world come to? Bruce Arena is getting a third job in two years. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, I say I'm not a fan of the U.S., and but I still watch every game and just pull well, my hair out. I mean... Mexico, Venezuela, and I said, house divided? <laughs> That's my coach. <laughs> <laughs> Tato's my coach, baby. <laughs> I, I told Jess, she goes, what shirt are you wearing to the game? <laughs> and I said, I'm going to wear green. She goes, you wear green to that game. You know how you joke about me? If I, if I get an Android phone, you're going to divorce me? You wear green to that game. We're getting divorced. <laughs> <laughs> Je- Jess is usually good for about two or three really good jokes a year. That was one of them. <laughs> but so I wore my Venezuela jersey. Oh, I saw it. It was cute. Um, the U.S. man just <laughs> what? What are the odds they go one, one, and one in group play and don't advance? It's not even worth betting because it's no fun winning that bet because it's like it, it's fun for me because I love just rail, railing on them. It's it's awful. It's the American a, Outlaws are the biggest group of idiots I've ever seen. They need to. They need to. They need to just stop. Yeah. Stage a walkout. Yes. Show the players that you guys. You're, it's meaningless. You, you guys don't care. And if you don't care, then why should we? Why should we care? Hmm. I've. I mean, uh, like I I've said, I said I'm not a fan. But I still watch every game. Unless I see some inspired play, I'm not watching him. Well, you should see plenty of inspired play against Guyana because they're fucking awful. Oh, oh, and that's not inspired play. That's just beating up on a little kid. Yeah. Uh, you got about 30 minutes. Uh, Belmont stakes. Sir Winston wins. 
no Triple Crown this year. I think we had three different winners of three different races, and I, I don't even think the winner of the Kentucky Derby raced in the last two. No, because he won the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> I deserve my $140. <laughs> I'm suing. Well, I don't even think he raced in the other two races. <laughs> no, that, well, no one, no one was willing to take that guy's bet. Right. Um, your, uh, your update on the NBA for the year. Uh, <laughs> Are you really going to talk about the NBA? Toronto's up 3-1 on Golden State. <laughs> it, it's been good. Well, I think uh, from everything I've seen, Golden State's been banged up, so uh, Toronto's just kind of taken it. Well, not taking advantage. They made it to the finals. Good for them. First time. Uh, they could wrap it up. I don't know when the game is. It's tonight or tomorrow? Uh, Monday, Monday night. Okay. Uh, tonight, you could have a new Stanley Cup champion. Scott Patton's reign of terror will be over for the year. Are you sure he's not a St. Louis Blues fan? Didn't he drive through that town to go to a race somewhere? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get crap for that one, aren't I? <laughs> uh, listen, Scott Scott's always claimed to be a, a Capitals fan. I'm happy for him that he won. Not really, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no no Pittsburgh fan likes a, a Capital fan and never wants to see them win. So, but um, it looks like potentially St. Louis could win tonight. They're up three two on Boston. Here's something crazy. I think St. Louis was in dead last in the league sometime in January. Okay, so that another another aspect you bring up that it's not even worth talking about hockey till the playoffs. Yeah, but if we talked about hockey in January, St. Louis wasn't even on the radar. Right. They made a run. They went from last to got, get in the playoffs, and now they might win hockey the Hockey is Cup. not worth talking about until the playoffs. It's, it's worth talking about all the time. Dang. We'll talk. We should talk about it in June, and July, and August. No, instead of the Tour de France. So is, is did Chara play the other night with a broken face? He broke his jaw in game two or three. He came back and sat on the bench. I don't know if he's played since. Okay, Can but he, he did sit on the bench with a full shield after he broke his jaw. He, might, I don't know if he's even playing. I'm not watching. Can he eat food? Uh, he's probably Bro- doing some sort of blended shake program that's usually what happens because they wire it shut is his jaw wired shut it might be if oh he's my. playing it's wired shut oh my gosh yeah well i think he's on his he's he might not come back next year he's like 42 yeah um that's have like you been watching civil war gold I flipped through it. It came up on history, and I was like, "No, I'm not even going to start." Come on, man! You're really <laughs> missing gonna... out because it is out of control. All right, did they find any gold? Not yet. <laughs> All right, how many of these shows can we watch before they have to find some gold? <laughs> well, how long have to we do we have to watch? I mean, this is only in the second season. Hey, at least Gold Rush, they actually do get gold. Well, that's the whole point. They're trying to, to, to mine gold. <laughs> at, least, at least Gold Rush has gold. So he's, he's, got, he's waiting on the permits from, from Michigan to dive the wreck and be able to um, um, salvage, the, tax, salvage the wreck. I bet the taxes on anything you pull up is 48%. Yeah, but he, he just needs to prove... He's trying to prove that he can get a permit, and he hasn't even got the permit yet. But they've gone to Georgia... 
They've, they've gone all over the place. It's amazing. They've got all these this The last week they had a theory that somebody involved was involved in the uh, the Lincoln assassination. <laughs> what? Someone from the Michigan 101st or whatever it is? Or no, Michigan 31st. It was, I was like, oh, okay. Now this is, this is a little much. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's out of control. Um... So you haven't been watching? It's a, I haven't it's seen, a great watch. I haven't seen like five minutes. I I probably should have recorded it and just been, been done the Alexi Lawless where you binge watch. And <laughs> uh, I'm not married, so I don't have to worry about my wife watching episodes ahead. Well, Jess refuses to watch with me. <laughs> She's like, they're never going to find anything. <laughs> <laughs> She's on the Anusiata path for yes. the Master State Champion. Well, is he is he going for the uh, intercontinental title this week while he's in Italy? <laughs> I don't know, but there's a lot of pictures of drinks and food. And good for him, man. That, that looks like a fun trip. It does. Uh, Star Wars Land opened, I think, last week in California. Yeah, I saw the picture of George Lucas, Mark Hamill, and um, Billy Harrison D. Ford and Billy D. Oh, and Billy D. Yeah, yeah. Harrison Harrison did a nice. They they called him out like kind of secretly. To start up the Millennium Falcon, and he dedicated it to Peter Mayhew, which I thought was pretty cool. That is cool. Um, everything I've read is it's unbelievable how cool it is, and the whole thing's not even open yet. Right. Like one of the the big rides isn't even going yet. So um, Orlando opens late August. So that's Disneyland in California that is open already. Yeah, I think it's at um, it's open at Disneyland. And then, um, Disney World will be. It's at Hollywood Studios in 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 Orlando, so or MGM okay. Studios, as you probably know it. <laughs> that's what like all of the people our age still called MGM Studios. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, um, which is where they open the new Toy Story stuff as well, which is supposed to be pretty good. Um. All right. Bet with Bevo. Uh, I am 18, 10, and 11 on the year. It's been about a year since we started the Bet with Bevo um, oh, sweet. segment. Because it was right around uh, World Cup, right? Yeah, I think so. So I took, um, here's, the, here's the last couple bets I took. I took Columbus to beat Colorado last Saturday or the Saturday before they lost. So that, that didn't help. I took Liverpool, state Masters champion team, to beat Tottenham last week, and they won. Um, you just I, went straight. Did you go straight up on that? Yeah, it was. There was no spread on it. Okay. Um, it was minus one hundred four, so uh, that's a win. I actually took that and I parlayed it with the uh, the U.S. women's team game against Thailand. Nine dollars to win twenty something. I still haven't figured out how to parlay on my on my on my Bavada site. So when you if you click multiple checkpoints, it probably takes it up in a separate screen. And then it should have a, like a straight bet, and you should be able to drop down and change it. Yeah. Or you've someday got a tap when, for when we're together, and I have my laptop with me. I'll have you show me. Cool. Um, so bet for bet with Bevo, and I've been on this one for a couple weeks now. This is a lock. <laughs> this is a lock. <laughs> Seven nothing, eight one. It's gonna be a route. I don't know, dude. I'll be at work on 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 Tuesday like this. Just, 
We talked can about. You get, can you get the siren? Can you get the siren to go on the U.S. Women's National Team? I can. Uh, I can is manually. There an app for that? I can manually press the button every time they score. <laughs> is, is there an? App? Is there I don't want to get that? sunburned though, because it's going to be going off a lot. <laughs> one of the one of the best things I ever heard. There's a guy. Back in the 90s, when I lived in Buffalo, my brother and I used to walk, or maybe it was even the 80s, there was a goalie for the Montreal Canadiens. He would have been Waz backup. His name, I believe, was Andre Rastico. <laughs> there was a ge- we were watching a game one night. It was, it was the hockey night. Game. It might have been Sabres Canadians. I don't know. But the announcer goes, it was like 7-1. to one. <laughs> He let in seven goals. Wow. And they go, boy, they better pull him sooner. He's going to have sunburn on the back of his neck from that red light going off. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the greatest calls I've ever heard in a hockey game. Uh, well, it goes, I, I was, um, we were, t- uh, I was talking with some friends about, about being an announcer in sports and all that. And I, I was like, Man, baseball's got to be super tough when your team dives and tanks. And, you know, like the Tigers with 109 losses or whatever it was. Or, you know, as a baseball announcer, how, I mean, how much stuff can you come up with? That's why those two guys got in a fist fight last year. (laughs) You heard about that, right? Yes. The two announcers from Detroit just physically got an altercation after one of the games, or during one of the games. (laughs) Oh, my God. We're just trying to liven it up. Uh, um, so bet with Barman. We got we don't have anything. We're bet with Barman this week. No, um, I'm still on to Moulin. It went down to I had it at five fifty. It's down to plus five hundred now. Um, but it doesn't even know. I don't even know if he's going to start now. He's complaining about his knee, but I think that's just gamesmanship. I want to say he did something similar last year. Yeah, he's kind of like that. He's one of those guys. I like it. Get in their heads. <laughs> Sit in the back of the pack. No one's suspecting me. <laughs> you seen too. You watch American Flyers way too often. <laughs> um. All right. Ask Barman and Bevo anything. We only got we got a couple questions from Nick this time, and I really only put this out about two weeks ago. Um. Yeah, we've been having a hard time catching up. Well, with your travel schedule and me as busy as it's been at work, it's just like super hard right now. Um, and I'm hoping by July, everything slows down a little bit to a, a, a reasonable pace for me <laughs> for, for us to cover, uh, the tour de France. Oh, by the way, I think we're at like, overall, we're at like 90, this is like our 94th episode. No, we're more than that. It shows up now on the, um, oh, okay. on the iTunes feed, even though okay. it says episode 79, it'll right. say like episode 93 or something like that. Oh, okay. There's, it has a number next to it. The number of episodes has been uploaded to. Yeah. Um, all right. What temperature is your thermostat set at in your house? 78. 78? Yes. Oh, my God. Where do you? I think I'm at like 72 right now or 71. What? And you're upstairs? Well, I have, I have two. So I have one upstairs and downstairs. What do you run the da- What do you run the da- <laughs> Mike Vendor, What do you run the downstairs at? I run it well at night when I'm in the house, like seventy one, and the fans going. I like it like so, a nice box. So is your car is your car payment or your electric bill higher? My car payment's higher. <laughs> I but I run it during the day when I'm not here at like seventy five, seventy six. Why do you run it when you're not there? 
Because of the, my dog? Oh, yes, sir. Sorry. And, and, and my brother-in-law? <laughs> he can survive. Yeah. Well, I just, but I also, like, I, I, it goes automatically programmed to go up. Right. And I, just, I run the fan. Well, I, living by myself, it's pretty nice. Because when, when I leave in the morning, I just turn it off. And honestly, when I get back and I turn it back on, it's so efficient in a two-bedroom apartment. It'll, it'll have it back down to 78 in, like, 10 or 15 minutes. Just long enough for me to put some ice in a glass, pour some, pour some jabeam and water in there. <laughs> uh, how do you handle guests, stayovers that don't agree with your selection? <laughs> do you want me to answer first? Because I got a good one. You can go first. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Yeah, I mean, my, whether I've guessed or not, my, my, you know, I tell my parents when they're here, hey, if it's too cold or too warm, the control's in your room anyway. Just do whatever you've got to do. Just don't touch it downstairs. I do, I do have a story for Nick Luther. So back in the day when I was a gyp, gypsy pro bike racer, I was in um, Raleigh, North Carolina. And there were eight of us in this two, in this, it was a kind of a split level, but the the family room was that like three steps down from the from the kitchen. Yeah. Kind of so it was really like kind of a three a three story kind of house. And Brian Eldridge and I were sleeping in the in that downstairs family room, and the other people were upstairs. It was so cold in the morning when, when we would when we would wake up. There would be moisture on the inside sliding glass door downstairs because we would have it set at sixty six, and that AC would run all night <laughs> long. Oh my god! It was also the house that we were we were living in. We lived in it for like a month or a month and a half. Um, Stephen Faust uh, and some other. Some other ni- really cool racers from North Carolina were nice enough to let us live with them for a month. Um, that we went out for like an eight or a nine hour ride, and then we got back and made dinner, and we were we might have had some beers out on the front porch. And these young ladies were moving in our age. I was young at the time, so there were some college students moving in next door that their dads were trying to move the furniture in and all that. And we were just sitting on the porch and watching them because we had gone out for a nine-hour ride. And there's no way I'm helping someone move furniture after nine hours. So after we met the people that were living next door, they're like, yeah, our dads think you all are assholes for not helping helping us helping us move in. And not knowing any idea that we'd just gone out for a nine-hour ride, made dinner, and we're just relaxing for an hour before going to bed at like 8, 8 p.m. <laughs> Uh, what's your favorite frozen treat? I like putting the, um, thin mints or the, um, the thin, either the thin mints or the, um, the Keebler version of thin mints. I forget what they call those. Uh, I don't even, I don't know that I ever have those. Yeah, there's a, there's a Keebler version of the thin mint and there's a Keebler version of the, it's got the chocolate on the bottom with the. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, with the stri- yeah, I know that if one. If you put those in the freezer and then you have like three or four of those for for a dessert, it's pretty pretty fantastic. So I would say, I've got two answers for you. There's nothing better than a solid frozen Twinkie. <laughs> those are pretty good. You, 
that's a Jeff Klein uh, invention as well, or that's the way he used to serve them. Well, freezy, uh, Twinkies can never really freeze all the way. But they there's get so much air. The cream, so the much... cream freezes, but the, the cake doesn't. Right. Yeah, because there's so much air inside of there, it really can't freeze. Um, and then if if I was going to say, like, you know, like, I'm, I'm a huge fan of ice cream. You know, I, lo- <laughs> I love going to Brewster's. You know, get, get in their peanut butter Buckeyes. I, I recently discovered their key lime pie ice cream, which Whoa. was dynamite. Just like, I didn't know you like key lime pie. I'm like, if it's tart, I like it. <laughs> Especially in the summertime. Oh, yeah. A little, little lime gives you a little fresh refreshment. It always amazes people with how chubby I am that I'm not an ice cream guy. Yeah. I'm a chocolate, I'm a chocolate guy. So I'd rather have just a, like a special dark chocolate bar at the end of the night. Not necessarily. I'm not a big. I'm not a big go out for ice cream kind of guy. And when I go to cookout, and um, we were at a Freddy's on Saturday night. I love Freddy's. <laughs> I love Freddy's. <coughs> I was at Freddy's on uh, Friday night, and you know I'm just I that yeah not my not my style. All right. Well, that does it for episode seventy nine. Um, what's your schedule look like here for the next week? You, you, you in town? Or? Oh, I'm pretty open. Uh, what's your schedule on Sunday? I, I would say let, let's try and do Sundays moving forward. Um, I think the U.S. women might play on Sunday. Well, I was hoping maybe we could get together and present the plaque at TJ's. <laughs> I keep forgetting we got to do that. Yeah, Sunday afternoon. Maybe we can wear the Barman and Bebo podcast uh, shirt. My uh, my birthday's next Monday. Oh, and so uh, maybe we could maybe we could celebrate in the afternoon so you can be a family man and head back home. Yeah, that'd be good. Let's let's try and plan on that. Awesome. Okay. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, Barman and I will try to be back next week. We'll go get some wings. Oh, and- maybe we can record from there. Yeah, we'll get some. I wings. bet you there'll only be like ten people in there, anyways. Yeah, we probably hide in the back room. Nobody would know we're there. No one would. No one would even know we're here. We can. We can. Uh, Whatever sports on, I think the U.S. Opens next week. Next oh, Sunday well, Father's is Father's Day. Next Sunday is Father's Day. On, yeah. We can so. take bets on what time Barman's kids are going to call him. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to rub that in. No, it's fine. Hey, it's all part of being the dad, man. <laughs> being a dad's tough, bro. So. <laughs> it's not all roses, and it's not all roses, and, and everything else. It's like. Being a dad's hard work. If, if you haven't been on Facebook today, you need to check the post I sent out of Violet. <laughs> it's, I, I've, I've got that kid right in the zone right now. <laughs> as, as far as sports watching, it's amazing. She walks into a room and she sees the sport on TV and she just goes, go. <laughs> it's hilarious. It doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter if it's baseball, soccer, hockey. It's hilarious. It's awesome. So, all right, that does it for episode 79. Barman and I will be back next weekend with a new episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, send us your questions on Facebook or Twitter. Um, hopefully, we'll have some new Bet with Bevo. Hopefully, Bevo's bet goes well this week. Hopefully, Barman, Bar, Bet with Barman can add something. I, I think you need to get in on some of this Women's World Cup or Gold Cup stuff. Ooh, I don't, I don't know. That, that's kind of dicey for me. You've got uh, Copa America too down in the in in South America. That's probably a safer bet than even than the the Gold Cup because that's 
It's dicey. It depends on the... I can't wait to see the spreads on some of these games. Dude. Like, it, if I, Panama's favorite... If Panama's like a one-goal underdog, I'm all over that. <laughs> I'm all over that. Or even Trinidad and Tobago. Right? I'm more worried about Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. If you like the Barman and Bevo podcast, you can find us on Podbean to download all of our episodes. You can go to our website, barmanandbevo.podbean.com. Uh, all of our episodes are there as well. We can subscribe on Google, um, Apple, of course, uh, and uh, Stitcher. You can go to any one of those platforms, search for Barman and Bevo podcast and be able to pull it up. Follow us on Facebook at, uh, on Facebook, we're Barman and Bevo podcast. Uh, Michael Vandera, Michael Barman on Twitter at Barman, the letter N Bevo pod uh, at Bevo 8771 at underscore coach Barman. As you can hear violets in the background talking to me while I'm doing this. Um, we always have uh, weekly when we do our, our segments, uh, ask Barman and Bevo anything uh, bet with Bevo. If you have any suggestions, please send them to us at any one of our uh, social media sites. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with a new episode. Just a good old boy, never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw, been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. Straightening the curve, yeah, flattening the hill. Someday the mountain might get them, but the law never will. Making their way the only way they know how. That's just a little bit more than the law will allow. Don't understand, they keep a show in my hands and not my face on